Hi, this is Graham Watson. You might have wondered what happened to this podcast. We were putting it out every week and then suddenly it disappeared. Well, we only have a small team here at Out in Perth and sadly both Lee Hill and I suddenly had relatives last month who were in hospital and we had to decide to scale back some of the things we were doing, set some projects aside and spend some important time with our families. We've filled past that by now and we're back on track, so we're pleased to put up these podcast episodes that we recorded a while back that we're unable to post until now. Thanks for your patience and we hope you enjoy these chats. Ready, set, and begin. So Loquacious, an Out in Perth podcast. Welcome to So Loquacious, a podcast from Out in Perth magazine. So Loquacious is where we discuss everything from politics to pop music, activism to art, and all from an LGBTIQ plus point of view. I'm Graham Watson. And I'm Lee Hill. And in this episode, we're going to be asking some questions. We're going to be asking, could you give up social media? How will straight people let other people know that they're not gay if gay people can get married? And how hard is it to use gender neutral pronouns? Before we leap into this episode, just a quick word about our sponsor. City Signs are the experts in large scale design with high quality, large digital print and vinyl signs plus the ability to create stunning mobile displays with full vehicle wraps. Find out more about them at city-signs.com.au. Hey, Lee, we've got no guests this week. It's just me and you. No, it's very lonely in here. <laughs> Means we can eat all the snacks ourselves. <laughs> um, could you give up social media? Could you just go cold turkey and quit? Mm, well, Stephen Fry certainly made a lot of noise about it. Well, he has said that he's giving up social, uh, giving up Twitter mm-hmm. after he made a comment at the BAFTAs and described a costume designer who was winning an award and mm-hmm. said that only she could come and win an award and also come dressed as a bag of lady. Right. And he got slammed on Twitter for it. And he said, it's just enough. It's just too much. It's just become a place where people uh, jump on each other and okay. give each other I, a hard time. i got to be honest here. Coming into this, I thought that he'd just been, you know the victim of some abuse. I didn't realise he'd said something that had offended somebody, but bag lady... Well, I don't know. (laughs) Is that that offensive? Like, we we battle with this every day, like, what is offensive? Mm. You know, what can people be outraged at? And there's been a lot of discussion about this. John Cleese, a video of John Cleese was actually posted this week by the recently by the Marriage Alliance, mm-hmm. and John Cleese was saying, sometimes you can just be offended. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just say, I find that offensive. Absolutely. It doesn't mean it has to stop the thing that you're offended at. No. And I found that really funny that the Marriage Alliance were posting that as an example, because that means we'll just be offended about same-sex people getting married. You don't need to stop it. No. <laughs> if we followed the advice of John Cleese, who they were promoting. I mean, just... Just because something offends you doesn't give you the right to deny other rights. It's your right to be offended, but it's not your right to... Yeah, I'm rambling. One thing I know, I've, <laughs> I've just passed the, the mark of uh, editing out in Perth magazine for five... It's been five years now. Congratulations. And I, well, where's the time gone? But <laughs> one thing that I have learnt in that period, and also when I worked in radio before this, is that there are things that you think, maybe this is wrong, maybe someone will find this offensive. Mm-hmm. And, and I always think you should trust that gut instinct yeah you know like mm, if you have a little bit of a a hint that something's not right don't do it i've certainly had to hone that instinct since i started working for out in perth but the other thing i've learned is the things that people do get offended like there might be something you will spend from now until the cows come home worrying about the thing which is going to get the most letters and the most phone calls and the most people calling up and demanding boycotts and all sorts of things is something that you never put a thought into that you would have never dreamed up someone would get offended by never um so it's quite hard to cater for everybody 
I think the, the most important thing whenever I'm considering these things is are you presenting information in a subjective way, an objective way rather, or are you spinning it to suit your own ends? Are mm. you just straight up saying, this is some information, we thought this might be interesting to our audience, or are you saying, this person said this and we think they're a nasty person for that? And I, I, you know, I put something on social media last year while I was on holiday and a friend sent me a message and said they found it incredibly offensive and mm. asked me to delete it and said that it was the most racist comment they'd read today. And what I wrote was I was in Sweden Mm -hmm. and I was in a Swedish furniture store and there were two (laughs) Swedish ladies who were struggling to put together a piece of flat pack furniture. Yeah. And I thought that was funny. I I thought the fact that, you know, I'm in Sweden, the land of flat pack furniture and and not even Swedish people could get it right. I actually thought that was saying that we're all the same. Yeah. That we're universally equal. That'd be like somebody saying, oh, I saw an Aussie guy in an Akubra the other day, but it didn't have enough corks hanging off of it. Like, who cares? But, you know, a friend of mine thought that was very offensive. They thought I was highlighting someone's nationality unnecessarily. And I, I really struggled to make be able to see it from their point of view because mm. I just thought it was immensely funny. Um, but, you know, for a moment I thought, okay, let me see if I can understand this. Yeah. So Stephen Fry says, though, you know, Twitter's the one he's leaving. Yeah. He describes... He's actually written a blog post. Mm-hmm. He's not leaving all social media. Yeah. Blog, blogs are still there. Um, it's like travelling back in time. Are blogs old school social, social media now? Now they are, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. Live journal yeah. is dead. <laughs> it just shows you, like, you know, how quickly communication changes. And how quickly things become ubiquitous. You remember when everybody was like, oh, you know, smartphones will never become the thing. Emails will never become the now mainstream Now I can't live without my yeah, phone. Every day. I left my phone at home the other night and I was mm-hmm. just spent the whole night like I didn't have it. I couldn't tell what the time was, it was what one of my big problems. What do you do with your hands? I had nothing. I had to talk to people. Oh, disgusting. Strangers. Disgusting. <laughs> Stephen Fry in his uh, blog post, he does say that Twitter when it first started was a lovely enchanted um, uh, he describes it as a gorgeous little pool in a magical glade in an enchanted oh. forest. I think he was in that movie. Um, <laughs> Into <laughs> where, the woods? I think it sounds quite hobbitish. Um, he says we chatted, we laughed, we skinny dipped in the moonlight, and um, but now it's now it's become uh, a, a stalking ground for sancri- sanct- sanctimoniously self righteous people mm. who love to second guess and leap to conclusions and be offended. Worse to be offended on the h- behalf of others who they don't even know. It's a nasty and wholesome, unwholesome a characteristic that can be a- imagined, and and he's given up. Okay, do it. Why do you have to wax one? lyrical in a blog post about why you're leaving? Well, I guess people might wonder where he's gone and worry about him. He'll be on Facebook and Instagram and Tumblr and all of the other outlets. I don't understand. I, I don't know if I could give up. There are some social medias I could give up because clearly there's some I completely forget I have. Mm. Yeah, me too. I don't update my LinkedIn. No. And uh, I uh, forget to put photos on my Instagram apart from when I'm on holiday. Yep. But you can flip between Instagram accounts now, so that only helps with. That's going to help. That helps. I, I don't know. I mean, I was, I use Facebook pretty like regularly, you know, checking it every day. But there was a little while there before I started working in journalism and media where I just got rid of all of my Facebook. I was just sick of it, and it wasn't because I was receiving abuse or anything like that. I was just tired of. Of seeing the, to quote Seinfeld, excruciating minutiae 
of what everybody was doing all of the time. I don't care. I just don't care. But it surprises me. Like, we, we have an Instagram account for Out in Perth, and the things which people seem to engage with most and mm-hmm. comment on the most and like the most mm-hmm. are the most mundane, boring, behind-the-scenes things. Like, people love... Yeah. Photos of us eating pizza. Yeah. And pizza. pictures of us around the Shout office. Shout out crust. Um, but <laughs> things which are, you know, you would think are more weighty and more interesting. Mm-hmm. Not so much. Yeah. You, know? well, you can never tell. I guess it's just having a little peep into a world you don't know. So Stephen Fry announced he was leaving. Mm-hmm. And um, it's unusual to announce that you're going away from something. Yeah. Look, like, like you said a minute ago, he... It does have quite a big uh, social media presence and is quite a big star. So people would wonder where he's gone. But the fact that he's only quitting one platform, eh, I don't know. I'm I'm torn. On one hand, I think, why is he even talking about it? Just leave. If you don't want to be a part of it, leave. There's always been a problem with the anonymity of the internet and people being abusive. It's been around since the internet's been around, and most of us have been around since the internet's been around. So we know how it goes. I've been around way longer than the internet's been around. <laughs> not, not you know, like me, not so much. Not since it was invented by you know the American military service, but mm-hmm. certainly um, I remember a time before the internet and cell phones. I'll admit it. I before the Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, on the other hand, it is such a big part of our culture and. I guess the question I would ask is, does he owe it to his fandom to say that he's leaving? Do you know, I guess the good thing about this is, all the time, because Stephen Fry tweeted a lot, mm-hmm. think how much time he's got in his hands now. Yeah. There'll be a new book. Yeah. You know, he could write a movie or... Well, he's got that very attractive husband. That's it. He could you know, spend time doing things there. Stop tweeting. Um, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> do you know this surprised me this week on Sunday on Sky News there was a debate mm-hmm. um, between the leader of the new Equality Party and Lyle Sheldon from the Australian Christian Lobby mm-hmm. and you know I've interviewed Lyle he's a very polite guy he's a, he's a he's very polite he's a nice guy yeah, I disagree with you know almost everything he stands for mm-hmm. um, he is an intelligent guy and he's an intelligent debater. He's a mm-hmm. very skilled communicator. Very well spoken. And I was very surprised in the discussion on the um, Sky News that when being asked how would his marriage be changed by a same-sex couple being married, and he said, for one thing, people might assume that... They won't automatically assume that he's straight. Mm-hmm. They might assume he's gay because he says, I'm married. When you say you're married, people know that you're married to a woman. And now when he says he's married, people might not know he's married to a woman. I was really surprised that he actually said that. It seems like an... It just shows that he's... Quite a homophobic thing. It just shows that he's really scraping the bottle of the bottom of the barrel when you're coming up with arguments like that. Is that where we're up to? Is that all we've got left to talk about in the marriage equality debate? Yeah, well, there was a, there was a great uh, cartoon um, with an attachment today about Lyle Shelton saying that you know, making fun of that debate. And all it said was, how are we supposed to debate marriage equality if I can't be bigoted and hateful? Well, let's see, well, they've also suggested that the laws around discrimination need to be removed or suspended yeah, while right. we have this debate, which, you know, I'm also just a little bit bizarre. And there was a great um, quote from the Shadow Attorney General who said, well, if you need to remove those laws, you've already lost that debate. Yeah, exactly. You know? But it's not 
a unique question. I was listening to Talkback Radio last year, and there was a guy called Vince, I remember his name, he called up a local radio station, mm-hmm. and he asked exactly the same question. He said, when people say to me, like I say to someone, how's your missus? Now, I, you know, they might have to say, tell me that they're gay. And, maybe, you know, he was worried that he would be outing people by asking these very innocent everyday questions like, yeah. how's your missus? Yeah. And I really want to call the radio station and go, you know, because he's like, how will people answer that if they're married to a man? Yeah instead of a woman and what will happen and that was his genuine worry yeah and i really want to call him to say well i would say the mm-hmm. actually i'm gay and he's my yeah. husband but we're both problem solved yeah <laughs> i i wonder if it does raise an ethical issue though i mean you and i are both out and proud and have haven't had partners and all that but what if there's somebody who is in the closet who gets asked that? Um, but it's already happening, isn't it there is no but the frustrating part of that for someone who is straight who's heterosexual to say people might assume I'm gay mm-hmm. is that oh, you're, no. you're saying that to people who throughout their whole life people have assumed that they're yeah. not oh I don't you know? sympathise with them there not in the slightest <laughs> like well if you have to have like you know 1% of what mm. gay people have had to put up with those sort of assumptions yeah, exactly I, I guess uh, with you know poor old Vince worried about outing people then people who are still in the closet are going to tell you whatever their lie is or Looking whatever say I'm not married or yeah exactly you know, my wife's name is Brad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But it seems like we've really got down to the the final yeah. moments of yeah. what this could be, you know, in the discussion. It really seems to have, I don't know. Yeah, we're talking about the nitty-gritty now. We're not talking about yeah. the core <laughs> issues. Because it seems like that's just been resolved. <laughs> Except on a legal level. We had a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um in our working life recently Mm. with uh, gender neutral pronouns we interviewed an artist who had a show on here in Perth recently Mm -hmm. who the show is all about using gender neutral pronouns and not Mm -hmm. wanting to be identified as male or female the show was called Z queer as I can't say the whole thing can I you can't on the podcast no No. we got a a language rating (laughs) Z queer as you can work it out for yourself um, and it, uh, from all accounts, it's had rave reviews. It's a great show. Mm-hmm. And we did an interview before the show was on here. And we were really careful when we wrote it to make sure that we used gender-neutral pronouns all through the article about gender-neutral pronouns. Yes, you're doing and very well. we went through very carefully to make sure that we never used he or she or her. Or him. Or him. And that we used Z mm-hmm. and her with, her with an, an I. Yeah. And we, we must have read that article so many times, mm-hmm. and we still screwed it up. Yeah. We actually left in a herself. We did H-E-R. Instead of a herself with an I. Mm-hmm. And, and we used her once rather than her with an I. And we had read that. I've forgotten how many yeah. times we read that. Oh. We actually went back to read it more, because mm-hmm. I was so paranoid that we got yeah. it wrong. And even after that, we still got it wrong. It's tough. It just, I mean, not to say that I'm a victim in this situation by any means, but it's just so ingrained in our language that it you really do have to check yourself at every moment if you are not going to use gender and pronouns. And I, I was surprised how hard it was for us to get it right. Yeah, and absolutely. And did have a moment thinking, my God, we're idiots. Yeah, oh, totally. So I we, totally we did apologise for getting it wrong, because mm-hmm. we get things wrong all the time, let's be honest, everybody and they does. totally, totally understood. But here's something I found which I thought was really interesting. I found an article, it's at CNN, and it's called Goodbye to He and She and Hello to Z. It's by a guy called John McWhorter. Mm-hmm. It came out in October last year, 
And uh, John McWhorter is a linguist um, who teaches linguists, American studies, philosophy, and music history at oh. Columbia University. All right. And one of the things he highlights in his article is that language changes all the time, and we should, you know, embrace and accept that we can change language around gender. But actually, some words in the language that we use are harder to change than other words. Right. So words like blogs, twerking, they can all come in. Mm -hmm. You can call something fierce and it can have a new meaning. Yep. Words like, his example is keen, neat, wicked, rad, these all change all the time. Is this a gay man from the 90s? This is a very interesting (laughs) vernacular. Look, so I thought this article was totally Mintox. The other words are harder to change. Pronouns like me, you, we, okay. are more like hardwire. Yeah. And he says, you know, if, you're going to, if we're going to try and change those ones, th- that's actually really tough. It's really hard to get mm. not just people on board, but to get our brains on board. Yeah. Well, I used to have a friend who used to say they when he was talking about an individual, and he wasn't actively trying to avoid gendered pronouns. He, was, he just used to say they. It's something to do with where his family was from in the UK. And I found it really jarring. And I was constantly thinking he was talking about a group of people when he was talking about one and losing track when he was talking about more than one person. And, yeah, it was really confusing. But I don't want that to be the reason why I can't embrace this. I think also one of the challenges from from a publishing point of view Mm. and a media point of view is there is such a diverse range of opinions and how people should be described and addressed. Yeah. So... We at Out in Perth have had feedback before that for a long time our way of doing it was to use people's last names. Mm-hmm. So when we first introduced them in an article, for you I'd say Lee Hill, mm-hmm. and then I don't want to say Hill said, yep. said Hill, you know. Yeah. So we'd bring it down to your last name. And some people felt that was very impersonal. Um, and sometimes we'd change it because some people have names which where that just sounds really weird. I find Ex- I do it without thinking, actually. Especially where people have it. names where they have like a last name that sounds like a first name. Yeah. I, I noticed that with all the news about Stuart Robert recently. Yeah, the, and the minister news. in the news. Like, are they talking about somebody else now? It's his last name. Yeah. But also we got feedback from people saying that really we should use things like Mr. and Ms. And it's more respectful, you know, yeah. Senator. But then... You're putting gender where you don't need so to. So we're adding gender terms. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we have feedback from people saying we should be removing yeah. all the gender terms or at least asking each person how they would like to be mm. described. It's a little anti-establishment in itself as well. I mean, does it, it kind of undermines uh, honorific titles like Lord and Lady. Mm. There is no... Can you think of a gender-neutral honorific Minister? like that? I'm just wondering, like, is it possible mm. to remove all gender phrases from publications is enough of the community on board is enough of the yeah. audience and the readership on board to accept that change or is it going to be a turn off and people just would stop reading it's tricky especially when there's a whole subset of our culture in the art of drag that celebrates femininity or celebrates masculinity if you're a drag king or just celebrates the spectrum of gender if you want to call it a spectrum it's <laughs> It's so tricky. It's so tricky, but I, I don't think it being tricky and jarring is an excuse not to give it a go. And I think the other challenge in this is a, a little bit of flexibility people need to have. Um, from both sides. From both sides. Mean. When um, people do get it wrong or, or forget mm-hmm. or, you know, if just for a moment you, you use the wrong phrase for someone, it's, yes, it, it, it's terrible for a person who's, you know, trying to be one gender or trying to, you know, just... Um, 
present themselves as one gender. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you might have known someone for 20 years and accidentally slip up. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, but we need to be a little bit forgiving in that area when of someone course. does. Because it's not with malice. No. No. And, you know... If Unless it, it is was, with malice, then, then with go malice, to town. Yeah, then <laughs> take them out. <laughs> if you've got any thoughts on how you would like gender to be displayed in publications, we'd like to know what you think. You can... Uh, Send us through an email to uh, editor at outinperth.com or you can head us up on the Out in Perth website and you can track us down. Also interesting is across different languages and different cultures, could this be a universal sort of, you know, if people in French and people in German and people in Spanish all yeah. start using the same gender terms, will it sort of be the same across all languages? Yeah, well, I, the romantic languages like French and stuff all have gender built into other parts of their language as well. That right? must be really hard to take out. Yeah. I want to give a big shout out to our sponsor City Signs and if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast please share it with a friend if you love it give us a review on iTunes and subscribe so you don't miss out on an episode you can also join the conversation about the show on Twitter using the hashtag so loquacious head to our SoundCloud page at soundcloud.com forward slash out in Perth where you can add your comments on the timeline if you'd like to connect with the team from out in Perth you'll find us at outinperth.com until next time be vocal be loud be fabulous and be so loquacious bye see ya